Hello, my randoms. How are you? I pray that you are having the most amazing day. And if for some reason you are not, I pray by the end of this message, you are able to find some sort of shift in your atmosphere. In order for that to happen, though, let's make this meeting happen. So gather your supplies. You need a pen and paper. Let's take some good notes today. Right. Take some notes. Take an assessment. Um, Bring a snack because, oh, God, I'm hungry. Bring a snack. OK, but bring a buddy, most importantly, because caring is sharing. And uh, come on over to the corner where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. All good. Y'all go ahead and sit down, you know, quit shuffling them chairs and stuff because we're going to get in and get out. They said last week's meeting was a little long and they don't want me to make it this long this week. So I'm a respect but I need you to walk with me as I go to this message, right? Let's let God take his rightful place in our lives and give us the freedom that we rightfully deserve, the freedom that has already been prayed for us, paid for us. So you should already know that I'm about to talk to you about freedom. That's what I'm going to title this episode. Or you clicked on it because that freedom done rung a little bell on you, right? So let's get free then. But in order for us to get free, we have to understand what we are in captivity, why we are in captivity, what has us held captive. Let's understand some things first. First of all, the definition of slave so that you can understand that you are included in this conversation. Slave, um, the simple definition is a person who is forced to work for or obey another and is considered to be their property, an enslaved person. Right. So I don't want you to get hung up on the fact that it says um, and obey another because we're talking of the world. We're talking of the enemy. And some of us are so enslaved. Um, we are under such bondage of the world that it, it's become a norm. It's become a norm that, in fact, we've incorporated some type of Stockholm syndrome. Oh, oh, God. Come on, Father God. Come on in here and teach us today. Um, and the reason I call it the Stockholm syndrome is because so many of us um, are or is what we used to. Right. It's what we used to. Let me let me just tell you this. A Stockholm syndrome is the feeling of trust or affection felt in many cases of kidnapping or hostile um, hostage taking by a victim or a captor. That just means that you start to relate and create um, um, comfort in something that was meant to hurt you. But because it's become so normal and you're so used to it. It's, it's your normal thing. It's not even seen as harmful anymore. Come on, don't don't click off. Don't click off. Because then I want to talk to you about what does freedom mean? Freedom is 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 not just a state of being imprisoned or enslaved. It's like it's the power or or the right to act or speak and think as you want without hindrance or restraint. Come on now. Some of you really can't act and be your true self because of the hindrance and the restraints that the world has put you on. But God came today to give you freedom. God says, Nina, record this message. Be my vessel so that some people can get free so that I can give them a free message. Because some of you receive a message. You receive a good word. But because you have an enslaved mentality, you don't receive it on a free mind. So I want to give you a visual and a testimony of what I mean by that in hopes that you start taking assessment on your life. Stay with me, my friends. We, only, we ain't even four minutes in. Come on. So I was praying the other day as I was riding in my car. I was praying. I was talking to God. 
And I was thanking him for everything that he has done for me and everything that he has shown me. And it was really important. Y'all want to know what sparked the conversation, the prayer that I was having is because God says, Nina, I have given you freedom. I've given you freedom. You're going to feel a sense of freedom like you never have. I've opened you up to another realm of freedom and, and, and you're going to feel it. And I was so excited when God said that because I know I've had so many sins in my life that I'm in right now is offering me such freedom. Right. But I could I've never really explained it and I couldn't really share it. In fact, when I try to share my free journey um, with those that are enslaved and have a slave mindset, it falls upon deaf ears. And then sometimes it make me feel like I'm just sounding stupid. So I stopped talking. So I said, God, help me understand how to give a testimony about what you're doing in my life to people that, 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 that have no concept. They don't understand it because they listening to me from slave ears. Right. And so I, I as I'm going through this prayer and I'm worshiping God and, and I'm giving God his glory, God, um, I started to a place to where I was praying for my son, right? And my son got some things going on in his life. And I was like, you know, God, you know, bless him here, bless him there. And then I got convicted, conflicted, I'm sorry, conflicted in my spirit as I was praying. And I said, um, I wanted to say, you know, help him have A, B, and C. But then God says, no, just pray for my will to be done. I'm breaking him. And I said, oh God, you know, because I want what, what God wants. I don't want what the world thinks is doing good. So, so I had to stop for a minute because then I had to talk to God. I said, God, help me understand what you just put in my spirit because I don't want to pray sick prayers, meaning I don't want to pray something that is in a contradiction of what you are actually putting on a person's life. I want to be in line with you even in my wishes and prayers for my, for my fellow brethren, for my children, for my family, right? Stay with me, my friends. And so God says right there, Nina, right there, my daughter, that's that freedom that I've granted you. Your mind is free. Your mind is so free that even when that, that slave mindset that you've been operating on for so long wants to try to creep up in your thoughts, that Holy Spirit, come on now, that free spirit that I've given you is coming to stomp those thoughts out. Because I, God wants you to understand that, yeah, the world wants you to believe that you are fine because in according to the world, you good. You good. As long as you're still enslaved, you good. Right. But God says, honey, come up out of that, that slave ship and come on over here to me. Be a slave for me. Because, see, now what I didn't tell you is you're going to be a slave regardless, voluntarily or involuntarily. You either going to be a slave to sin or a slave to revelation. It's one or the other. The slave to the world or you're going to be a slave to God. It, it's up to you. Right. It's in the word. But I want to talk to you a little bit because coming to you, my friends, from the book of John, I want to talk to you real quick from the book of John because, man, it was it was so good. It was so rich. And let me let me backpedal and let me apologize because, you know, I don't do no rewrites. I don't do no edits. I want to come to you from Corinthians, first Corinthians. My apologies. Um, first Corinthians 6, 12 through 17, to be exact. OK. And, you know, I always say. I'm going to give it to you for how God gave it to me, but I always want you to go and get the meat for yourself, okay? Because when God started, when um, Brother Paul started talking to us in Corinthians, um, he was talking about all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 
food for the stomach, and the stomach for food. Y'all see that pause? That was for dramatic effects. Let me say it again. Food for the stomach and the stomach for foods. But God will destroy both it and them. Okay? I want to drop down a little bit and I want to take you to um, 15. Do you not know that the bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? A harlot is a prostitute. We getting somewhere. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So when I looked up pro harlot, when I looked up prostitute, because that's where my spirit was drove, um, driven, it said, um, a prostitute is a person who, who willingly uses his or her talents or ability in, in a base and unworthy way. Right. And then it basically says to use yourself or your beliefs in a way that does not deserve respect, especially in order to get money. Now, come on now. Wake up. Wake up. Some of you are are, are modern day worldly prostitutes because you will do anything to chase that money because that's what the world got you believing. You will do anything to chase that money. You'll do anything to chase that sense of 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 that you all that. Right. That stardom. That blue check mark, that official, when the world sees you, you have arrived. But I want to help you. Okay, I want to help you because there was something in there that because he says in 13, he said food for the stomach and the stomach for food. But God will destroy them both. See, now what Paul was doing, my friends, was tackling what was kind of a cliche back then. Right. A cliche way of thinking. And a lot of Christians today have a lot of cliche ways of thinking. You know, think about it. You say prayers go up. Blessings come down. That ain't nowhere in the Bible. We made that up. Right. We, 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 we made that up. But but basically they would say, you know, you can imagine they were saying, well, you know what? Just like I got an appetite for food, I have an appetite for lust. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? I just I got an appetite. God gave me an appetite. Right. But God says just because you got it. Come on now. God says just because it is there don't mean that it's helpful. Huh? He said it doesn't mean that it's helpful. So when he was talking to the Corinthian church, you had to imagine that there was some popular things, some popular um, sayings that was coming about. So what I'm doing is coming to you, my friend, and trying to help you get rid of the cliches that is helping keep you in, in bondage. What one may think that uh, um, one may would try to argue with you and say, you know, God gave me this. God gave me that. But you got to understand the gifts of God and the gifts of the devil to keep you um, in bondage, keep you from being free. Right. Because in um, when we started talking in first Corinthians, I'm sorry, in second Corinthians 317, the Lord says um, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit and, and, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right. So you got to ask yourself, come on now, where where in your where, where in your life is God missing? Where in your life is God missing? Come on. Because I understand that so many of us want to see riches and blessings and the, and, the, and the best fruits of our life. But you have to ask yourself, where are you in bondage? God is not going to squander the riches of a free riches onto a slave. Because then you're not going to know what to rightfully do with it because your mind ain't right. You don't even think right. When people tell you something, you don't even receive it right. You think constructive criticism is meant to tear you down. Come on now. You, meant, you think the Bible is meant to restrain you when it's meant to give you freedom. You have a, a misconception of what 
you are and what you are not. And what I'm trying to help you understand is that you are not free. You are enslaved to your emotions. You are enslaved to your fears. You are enslaved to the past hurt that has been upon you. You are so enslaved that my friend, you are not even able to love your neighbor. You can't even love the people that have inflicted you because you are enslaved to the pain that they caused you. You have to learn how to come out of a slave mentality and get free. But the best way that you can get free, my my friend is to let go of all these cliches that the world has put on your life. Fool me once. That's on me. Fool me twice. That's on you. God, vengeance is my, God said vengeance is mine. God says you have to know how to long suffer. God says you need to know how to pick up your brother's cross and help carry it with them. That there's some things that I'm, I'm telling you now, there are some Things that you have to go and tackle with just you and God. But God is going to always give you a community of support. He's not going to give you a community of death, a community of further bondage. If I let this go just to get locked in this, did I really get set free? Come on. Come on. If I got out of a bad relationship just to be locked up with hurt, just to be calloused up with hurt, did I really get free? Come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. Right. If I get locked up because I did something wrong and now the police done got me and now I'm saying I don't like the police, I don't like the law. Did I get free or did I just get locked up in bondage? I don't, you know, I don't know if you catching this, but what is happening in your life that's locking you up? Is it your thoughts? Some of you refuse to think differently. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they told me that they believe that um, people can be born um, gay. And, and, and the reason that that baffled me, because this is a person that says that they know the word. OK, then if you know the word, then you know that God makes no mistakes in his word. Right. So I had to really try to keep asking this person, help me understand, because I got to agree to disagree with you because that makes no sense. And, and this person says, well, in my experience, well, then that's where you lost me. That's where you lost me because your slaved experience don't make what's real or what's not. That's just your perception. If it does not line up with the word, you are a slave to that lie. Get understanding. Get knowledge. Get wisdom. God said, count your days as then you will be wise. God says, look at what I'm giving you every day. You are blessed. And as long as you can look at these days and count them up to me and to my glory, you, you getting real knowledge. This is the, I'm giving you real knowledge. I'm giving you real wisdom. Stop being fed by the same people that's keeping you entrapped. All right. I'm not going to take this much, much further because I just that's just what I had for you is get free, get free in your thoughts. It's OK to challenge and say, God, help me understand this. God, you know what? I used to think this way, but this kind of don't make no sense to what you've been telling me. So how do I see it now? God, you said handle all your people in love. Let me tell you all one way that I've been able to get over all the hurt and persecution and 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 and. and rubbish that was through all my life. The whole, I'm going to say about 40 years of my life, 40, 41, maybe years of my life. 
I was under heartache and pain. How did I get past that? How do I look at people and love on them knowing that they tried to kill me? Rather, it was emotionally. Rather, it was mentally. They tried to kill me and what was in me. You know how, I, how I'm able to look them in the face and love them beyond that pain? Because I know what it feels like to be enslaved. And, and you don't go around hating other slaves because they enslaved and can't get free. Come on, Holy Spirit. You learn how to love on the persecuted. You learn how to love on the people in bondage. You learn how to see the, to have the empathy to see the hurt and the chains, the invisible chains that's on their neck, the invisible chain that's on their heart, the invisible chain that's on their leg, the invisible chain that got their mind wrapped up. When I can see that, I empathize. That way I can pray for you. I go to war for you. Let they mind go. I go to war for you. Let your heart go. I go to war for you. Let they visions go because I understand what the enemy came to steal. I understand what the enemy came to take. Now what I do know is that you won't get me no more. You won't get me back up in bondage. So I got freedom talk. I got a freedom mind and I got freedom actions and I get it all every day from the word. Come on in here. Come on in here. So I ask you again. What has you under bondage? Where in your life is God missing that you need to call him in so that you can have some order? Call him into that past pain. I talked to a real good friend of mine and she said something like, um, I just need to get past it. I said, we ain't getting past nothing else. I'm holding things accountable. I'm holding things hostage until God come and get it right. I'm not letting nothing else pass because when I let it pass, all they do is sit up there and wait for me to show up again. And then it just run back up on me. And then I told her one time, um, all the things that I was letting pass, they had found common grounds and stood up with each other and they waited for me and when they came I got gang banged okay I got beat up by everything that I was letting pass every emotion that I was letting sit every fear that I was letting harbor they came back and they tried to gang up on me I had to get the Lord to get them up off of me and I said God now that you set me free let me deal with these demons let me deal with this spirit let me deal with this inequity this um, inequity let me deal with these things that's up on my heart that's in my mind so I ain't never got to come back and fight with them again. Some of the things that you've been going through and over and over again in your life, it's a repeated cycle because you refuse to let it go. You just let it pass. You refuse to get up from underneath of it. You just let it pass. But what goes around comes back around. Understand that. Your insecurities, just because you're having a season of pretty girl, don't mean you don't need to deal with that ugliness that's still in your heart. Come on now. If you know you have a season of addiction, don't just say, oh, God, I don't want to do it no more. Say, God, help me handle all the things that's driving me to this addiction. Come on now. When you know that you got ugly up in you, when you know that you got hate up on your heart, start having difficult conversations. At least start with yourself between you and God. He's an amazing mediator. He's an amazing counsel. Some of you are going to put so much up on your therap therapist and I ain't doubting therapy. I've, I've, I've spoken with a therapist. I understand the benefits of a therapy, but I understand that there was some strongholds that a therapist couldn't handle. It was some strongholds that a therapist couldn't set me free because freedom comes from the spirit of the Lord. Go back to, to second Corinthians, period. OK, that's it. That's it. Because I'm 20 minutes in and y'all told me don't make it that long. So I'm going to stop it right there. Get free. Find you some freedom. Find you some freedom through the word. Quite, stop hiding behind the things that have you in bondage. Take them chains off. 
What Joe Clark said, get them chains off the door. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I love you all. I love you genuinely. You know why? Because the word not only tells me so, but I understand loving you is connected to my freedom. Come on now. I stay free because I'm obedient and I understand that love is freedom. You look at me just still going in a tangent. Nina, go now. They got stuff to do. Meeting is adjourned. I appreciate you. I thank you for coming back here and fellowshipping with me. Pass this message on if it blessed you. Follow me on Facebook, Nina's Random Corner. Follow me on Instagram, Nina's Random Corner. Follow me on TikTok, Nina Random Corner. I'm just, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can follow me on on YouTube too. Um, where Nina's Random Corner. I'm just throwing it out there. If you need some lashes, look me up. Everybody's lashes, right? If you need a little business branding, you can look me up because <laughs> I'm, I'm brand new out here. Either way it go, God is blessing my life and I want to just keep paying it forward to bless you as well. So I will see you next week. Peace. Hello, my randoms. How is everyone doing? I hope everybody is having a phenomenal day, but if for some reason you are not, I pray by the end of this episode, you are able to find a sweet spot, that shift, that heavenly shift, right? Um, either way, it's time for a meeting. It's time for us to get into a little random conversation. I am super excited to be here with you today, but nonetheless, you do need your rifle supplies so that you can be rightly um, prepared. Get your snacks. I'm recording this around the lunch hour, so yeah, um, I'm definitely feeling a little snackish. Grab a pen and paper so you can take some good notes. Even though it's good eating, I want you to remember the recipe so you can continue to recreate it for yourself Right. Bring a friend because, listen, there is something amazing when you can share it with somebody you love. So with all that being said, come on over here to the corner where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. One minute and 15 seconds into the intro. I do not feel like that is improving, but because we don't re-record, I'm just going to let you know I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work on that. I'll be having so much to say in the beginning. Like, my, my highs can't even ever just be, hey, it's always, hey, how you doing? Where you been? You look good. Oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> anyways, focus. Y'all, happy 4th of July um, week. Um, I felt like this was so fitting Um that God allowed me to continue on with the topic of freedom in light of the Independence Day holiday. So I'm, I'm excited for today's message. It is a continuation on the topic of freedom. I think it's so important for us to understand um, what we are held captive to versus what we voluntarily hold on to, right? Some things have a hold of, on to us and we hold on to some things. It's a difference. And when you can understand, right, the unlatching process, even though they may seem the same, they are slightly different. It's something about being held voluntarily and you just having to have the will to let go versus something holding on you and you got to have the will and the strength to fight your way out. Like, <laughs> anyhow, I'm, I'm getting long-winded. I want to focus. Um, I did already tell you that I was titling this um, freedom. And I'm so thankful to God for allowing me to understand the, the, the new mindset that comes with freedom. Because when you are in, held in captive for so long, when you have an enslaved um, mindset, right, um, 
your your thought process ain't the same. And if you missed um the last episode that was titled Freedom, right? Go on, click on that, listen to that because that will help you understand the continuation in the conversation today when I say that um it's imperative for you to continuously seek God and ask God to give you a cleansing of your mind, to give you a freedom of your mind because when you are enslaved, my friends, I said it before or you don't even know how to pray free prayers, right? You, you, you're praying those slave prayers that God's like, you know, you don't even know the magnitude of the freedom that I've given you. And what I love about the word is that it will help guide you through. I mean, that's what they tell us. That's why they say read the Bible, not because it's a chore, not because it should be an obligation. Oh, that's what Christians do. They read the Bible. That's what believers do. They read. No, you read the Bible because you understand the necessities and the instructions and the directions that it gives you. With all that being said, I want to share with you all how God has been allowing his word to give me clarity in my um, freedom walk, right? That that was good. That was in my freedom walk. Okay, focus, Nina. Anyhow, um, I spent some time in the book of Genesis. Wait, wait pause. I'm sorry. Pause. I, I, I started really digging into my word um, a few years ago. Um, when I started this new walk, like the Bible is not new to me, but this walk in, and this, this, this season of, of studying has been way different than all my years in the past. So when God gave me this new, um, understanding of his word, it started in books like Proverbs and Psalms, right? Um, it started in books like Luke, Matthew, John, you know what I'm saying? He was really telling me his story. God was allowing me to understand the gospel, right? And then, you know, once I got off of that baby food of studying, God took me back to the beginning. So I was spending some time, I spent some time in Genesis and it was so good. It was so good because not only did I learn from Genesis, which like so many of us, but Genesis showed me the beginning of the existence of us, of life, right? But it's something new that he's also revealed to me, but it was also the beginning of slavery, the beginning of sin, the beginning of bondage, the beginning of generational curses, right? God revealed to me that there's a beginning for all things because I have to understand just like God gave us so much. He also gave us the story of Adam and Eve to understand the birth of the sin. Then he showed Cain and Abel to show the bondage of the sin. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I, and I was so thankful that God showed me and allowed me to understand that Nina, you're not only in a fight to let go of some things that you're holding on, but there's some things generationally wise that's holding on to you that you need to get free from who I'm talking to. I'm trying to walk, walk with me, my friends, right? This is my living testimony and hoping that my story will bring you some freedom as well. God is good, right? Um, God took me from Genesis and he moved me to Exodus. And we know that Exodus is the next book, but but listen how um not understanding before when I was reading it, he gave me a new, remember I said he gave me a new understanding of the word. And and he showed me that Exodus 
is where a lot of the struggles is going to come. A lot of the struggles to become free that I'm going to face. A lot of the things that bondage puts on us, the mindset. It talks about the, the emancipation from mental slavery. That's what Exorcist did for me. Genesis showed me how it was birthed, how it started, how it affects, how it latches. And then Exorcist talked to me about the struggles of letting it go. Y'all, just seven minutes and like 15 seconds in, we get into the meat of it. Don't click off because it's important for you to understand. For you to become free, you have to understand what's latched onto you and the struggles that come with it. So, I love the book of Exodus for that. Um, when we first start Exodus, it started talking about the death of Joseph, right? And if you understood Joseph from um, Genesis, you understood that that Joseph was set out. He was set different, that he became a person that helped to really set the motions of the Freedom March, right? Um, we give so much credit to Harriet Tubman. Like, I love her. Come through, right? And the Underground Railroad. But Joseph really started, he really paved the way of that march to freedom, a mental freedom. But in the beginning of Exodus, God reminded us of the death and what it did for me in my reading, in my understanding, in my revelation, is it reminded me the death of the elders that prayed for us, that talked to us and reminded us of God's promise and his expectations. In my time, I thought that that, that they were so churchy, right? They were so judgy, but really they was the Joseph of my time because they, they had they had. Understood Understood, and they had firsthand seen the, the, the glory of God. They had understood the fight that was upon us, that was being made upon us, right? In that time, they were, they were seeing the beginning and the start up, right? And God also gave them the foresight of understanding the fight that came ahead that would plague the generations, us, our children, right? And so it's so important for us not to remember the teachings of our elders, because even in Exodus, that's what it started with. It started with the reminder of Joseph and his death and how in his death, Watch this. There was also like some separation. How many of y'all have have um, dealt with the feelings of when your big mamas, when your aunties and uncles, you know, those pe persons, um, those elders in your family passed away. There was a great separation of family and traditions and things of that. That's what that reminded me of, because that's what a lot of the people, um, the Israelites, that's what they faced in Exodus. Um, also, while I was reading Exodus 1, the word rigor kept showing up. And so I had to go look up what rigor meant. And it basically meant um, the quality of being extremely thorough, right? Exhaustive, accurate. It talked about the severity, the strictness. It also talked about um, the demanding, the difficult or the extreme conditions, right? And you might be like, well, Nina, what, why, why are you saying this? And I thought of it too, like, God, why are you using the word rigor? But he said in one, um, one thirteen. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor and they made their lives bitter with hard bondage in mortar in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. I think of all the things that plague upon us, all the things that hold us captive, rather it's voluntarily or involuntary, the sins, the things that that try to hold us in bondage, right? They are here to be rigor. They are here to be demanding and difficult, 
right? And I think that's so important to understand because again, if we backpedal, right? Come on, walk with me, friends. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to, trying to give you something that was gifted to me. Praise God that when you understand the, the, that you are a slave to the world, that you are a slave to the flesh, then you will understand the hardships that come about with it. You will understand that when slave was birthed in Genesis 1, that as you read Genesis, it told you how from generation to generation, it's like each generation birthed a new curse. They birthed a new bondage. They they shortened their life in a new way, right? So it's important for us to understand that those things were going to be tough. So what are you facing in your life right now? friends that is tough that's rigor that is that's difficult that's extreme conditions it's a hardship on your life right i want you to understand that in exorcist 223 god says cry out he will hear you you have to cry out in those things in these times if you really want freedom you have to cry out to god the what on the things that you want to become free from don't suffer in silence don't take this bondage and this hardship and do it in silence right cry out praise will break up and confuse any plan that the enemy has there's so much truth in that but as i was continuing to read in exorcism i got to a place in in exorcism 3 5 where God said, take off your sandals, um, take your sandals off your feet for this place where you stand is holy ground. Now I've, I've taught on this before. I've studied on this before. I've praised on this before because that's such a sweet verse, but God revealed some things to me and that God says that you can't truly receive his new direction for your life with your old sandals on. Nina, what you talking about direction? Listen, y'all, I looked up the, the biblical association to the word sandal and it meant movement, journey, change, new destination, right? So watch this. God says, I'm trying to take you into a new movement. I'm trying to get you to move different. I'm trying to put you on a new journey than what you've been on. There's going to be change that I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to take you to your, your, your purposeful destination, a new destination versus the death destination, the flesh and the world tried to have you on. But in order for you to do that, you got to take off your old sandals, which means you have to die of your old self. You have to get rid of your old thoughts, right? You have to search for true freedom. You have to remove yourself of your enslaved mindset, right? Um, um, and, and in order, and I know you like, well, I mean, you know, I've been living this way for so long. Think about it. What in your life have you just gave, um, uh, um, contentment to because you've just dealt for so long. So it's just how you are. When God told you that you are a person of peace, you are a person of endurance. You are a person of long suffering. You are a person of kindness. When God says that you bear good fruit, right? Why will you settle for the fruits of the flesh, the things that's going to bring you hardship and keep you locked up in bondage? Come on, Holy Ghost, speak and speak through to the people that need to hear this. Give us freedom, Father God, right? But God tells you in Exodus 318, you have to speak to the strongholds in your life because after God reveals to you what is holding you captive, once God reveals to you, hey, you've cried out to me now, I want to give you freedom. God told Moses and Aaron, He said, Go to the king and let them know that the, the that the great I am that God has said to let me go. God says, Speak to those things in your life, right? Speak to those things in your life. 
just as Moses and the elders did um, when they went to the king. Now, listen, things holding you captive will really try to wear you down because God also understood. He spoke in that verse. He says that I, I understand being that the who they are, being the world of who it is. It's, they not going to let you go. In fact, they're going to increase in strongholds because they want to hold you. But God said in Exodus 3.21, I will give you favor in the sight of the Egyptians. I will give you favor in the sight of these strongholds, right? And it shall be when you go that you will not be empty handed. So even though you feel like you are being depleted, because that's what happens when you start to shed your old life. Think about it. Come on, y'all. This, this series on freedom is going to go on for some time. So I hope that y'all are locked in and got your notifications turned on because God is really taking us on a journey. But listen, back to it, back to it. Um, when you think about how um, the Israelites were going through their journey of freedom, they always kept going back and thinking in that slave mindset of, Man, I shouldn't have. It was easier when I understood, when I knew, because see, being a slave, watch this. When you become a prisoner, you adopt and adapt a prisoner mindset. Now, you know, they tell people when they've been in jail for a long time, they've been institutionalized, right? You, We've all heard that or said that at one point in time because you just get used to being in prison. Prison has an effect of becoming a security blanket. It's just like habit, right? Things that, that you're used to become your security blanket. So, so you don't really have to think. You don't really have to think or desire or have faith because prison does it for you, right? Prison locks you up. The things that you are held captive to, it does it for you. Now, they, now it, it's, it's crazy because the, the story of exorcism is literally a story about mental prison. It's a story about mental slavery. It talks about the problems of freedom and how it, you have a problematic um, hold. It causes a problematic uh, uh, fight, in your mind, your free thought versus your slave thought. Listen, y'all, listen, listen, listen. It talks about how um, um, you'd rather be be in in captive where you know where you're going to be fed. You know where you're fed. You know where your food going to come from. You know where your covering going to come from. But when you get out and about, listen, when you get out and about, when you get into the wilderness and you really have to depend on God, when things look and start feeling different, how many of us latch back on to what we used to when you get out into the world and God says start being kind to people even when they're unkind to you but you're used to lashing now you're used to not being a punk right are you in the wilderness do you trust God to truly fight your battles come on now when God says you get out and about and you have to take those faith walks and come out of the things that you used to doing you have to do things differently you have to trust in a different way right but you're used to being a slave and latching onto that job so instead of trusting in God giving more, doing more for his people, reading more of his word, um, praying more, asking God, I say, let me just pick up some overtime for my job because I know that my job going to pay me more. So which is going to take me away from spending time with God. What are you lacked on to that gives you a slave mentality where you are more a slave to your captors than a slave to your redeemer? Who am I speaking to? Because this has blessed me so much. This has blessed me to understand a few things. Let me give you a few pointers as I clean this up. And thank you for still tapping in. That lets me know that your freedom is important to you as well. Watch this. Number one, we have to understand what freedom really is. We have to understand what bondage really is. We have to understand the things that are not of God, right? So that means if you got to go get you some Proverbs, 
If you got to go in there and, and understand the gospel and the expectation, if you got to go in there and get you some Luke Matthew, right, then then do that. But then when you ready, go back and understand what slavery really looks like. Read Genesis, my friends, and then go to Exodus and understand how um, um, a prisoner mindset will keep you in bondage. So there's some things that you are wrestling with, some things that you want to break free from, some things that have strongholds on you, rather it's voluntarily or involuntary. But I came to encourage you, my friends, that God says in order for you to come out of those things, number one, you have to speak and cry out to God. He understands the fight, but, but, but speak it to God, make it known that this is not a place that you want to stay. I don't want to stay captive to these slave, to slave, a uh, slave mentality. God, I want freedom. I want a free mindset. And then I understand in order for me to get that, I'm going to have to go and confront the things that have me in captive again, rather it's voluntarily or involuntarily. Come on friends. And then I understand that I'm going to have to take those old sandals off, that I'm going to have to move in a different way that I'm going to have to accept the journey is going to look different than what I thought it was going to be. There's going to be a change that's going to come about my life. And in this new destination, I'm going to have to be dependent on God in the wilderness and not go back to the captives and accept they all poisonous food. Right? Listen, freedom is yours. You just have to go get it. My friends, I have understand that for so many years, I have had a false sense of freedom when I've really been under so many captives, so many strongholds. This world is so deceptive and its main goal is to keep you in bondage, to keep you enslaved. Get free, my friends. Seek God. Seek God for the things that he truly has for you, your true identity. Who are you? You are not your pain. You are not your hurt. You are not your past experiences. You are not um, your, your, your family's um, name, right? Our apostle um, talked about how just because your last name might be something and you may be proud of it, it may be so many accolades. Um, Look, Nina, get the word out. <laughs> there might be so many um accomplishments and there may be so many um um oh my goodness, so many good staples that's connected to your your family name or your last name or just your works, your title at work. So many things that we hold on to that gives us a sense of security, but I don't want the the world to give you any more false security blankets. Because just because it's a blanket doesn't mean that it's covering you. It's keeping you covered up, right? So that you can't truly receive the blessings of God. But I want you to uncover, right? Become vulnerable so that God can truly give you a true sense of freedom, a true sense of covering. Because y'all, ever since I've been able to um, really see what things were holding me down, is so... Man, it's so, it's so weightless. I'll just say that it's so weightless. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Like my hands became so ad ad adjusted and adapted and used to being full of stuff, of things of the world. Rather, it was problems, emotions, feelings, life, whatever it is, motherhood, right? That when I emptied them and I gave them to God and God started showing me the real directives of my life, the real purpose of my life. Man, some days I tell you, I struggle with just staying free. Not going back to the thoughts that I'm used to. You need, you got to be busy. You got to do this. You got to do that. No, what did God say to do today? 
Where does God want me to be today? It's so many times that when even when they were talking about the story of, of Moses and how in order for Moses to get to where even he was getting for a mindset of freedom, there was people that had to be at the right place at the right time. And see, I, I'm, I'm getting into a whole nother word, but I, I'll end it with this just saying that there's so many times that God will show you that there he's a strategic planner. He's a foresight God, right? There's things where you have to be at, right? In order for Moses to come and to set a lot of people free, watch this. He There was people that had to be at the right place at the right time and obedient to God. There were even uh, um, some handmaids that was told to murder, right, the children. And they couldn't even do that because they understood the power and the will of God. So because of their obedience, there were so many other things that took place. Listen, the word is so rich. I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent at this point. So let me bring it back and just tell you freedom is important to latch on to because before you can receive the good riches of God that 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 um, come out of the wilderness into the promised land, you have to allow God to um, give you a new mindset, give you a new freedom. Everything that God has promised you is still yours. It's yours. God's word never goes void. But think about how long um, the Israelites had to wander because they refused to truly become free. Even though there was a physical freeness, there was still a mental um, bondage. So get free. Get free, my friends. Get free. Let's continue on this freedom journey. I'll be with you all next week as we will continue to dive into the book of Exorcist and follow the Israelites as we compare it to our own life right now. And as we are out here in this wilderness, still trying to go back and get that fake fish instead of relying on the man and the manna that God promises. Anyhow, I love y'all. I hope this blessed you. If it did, um, share it with somebody. Follow me on social media if you haven't done such. Um, you can follow me on um, Instagram, Motivated by Nina, Nina's Random Corner. You can follow me on Facebook, um, Nina's Random Corner, Motivated by Nina. Um, and we can uh, continue on this journey. Share this with someone because I'm um, just as sure as it blessed you. I'm sure that it will bless someone else. We are not just in a journey for self-freedom, but freedom of our fellow brethren and sisters as well. I love you all. I'm praying for you. Continue to pray for me and I will see you all next week. Peace. Hello, my randoms. How are you? I pray that you are having the most amazing day. But if for some reason you are not, I pray that by the end of this episode, you feel a shift in the atmosphere because God is sufficient. All right, we need to have a meeting. Go ahead and gather your supplies. Go ahead and get a pen and a paper because we like to take great notes. Grab a snack if that's your thing. I like the snack when I learn. But most of all, bring a buddy because sharing is caring. Come on over here to the corner where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. All right, now that we have the formalities out the way, you know that we are on this journey. We are on this series of freedom. So this is our third episode. If you have not been able to catch the first two, go ahead and do a recap because we are building um, with each episode. And today I will not hold you because I, you know what, this freedom thing has really been lengthy. I'll be trying to keep the episodes to a certain, you know, minimum, but my God, the Holy Spirit get the moving and we be 20 minutes in. So I'm going to try to refrain from a 20 minute episode today, but I'm going to let the Holy Spirit move by whatever and by any way that it um, sees fit. 
Now that I got all that out the way, let's do a quick little small recap. I ain't going to do too much because if you miss too much, you need to go back and, and, and catch up, right? Um, we've been talking about, we've been in the book of Exodus, Exodus, and we've been talking about how um, God wants to give us freedom, not just physical freedom, but mental freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom. And some of us have been under bondage for so long um, that that we don't know what a free mindset even is. We think, we pray, we talk, we act, we do out of and based off of a slave mindset. I have been um, afforded the privilege to come to you all and speak to you and to pour into your lives, not only from what um, I'm reading and what I'm studying, but what I've also experienced, what I'm going through in my current journey. I know that when strongholds have a hold of you, it is hard to move. You can't move as freely. So I want to help you while I'm helping myself get free. All right. In the book of Exodus, we've been learning that Moses, um, how Moses went about going back for his people, how um, he had to really struggle to get to where he's going. It wasn't just a bam, Moses is Moses, and now he up here warring with Pharaoh. Moses' life in his childhood from birth was was hectic, right? So how many of you can relate with Moses, like from birth? You know what I'm saying? You being You've been out here fighting, trying to put a put in that war, trying to stay ahead, trying to try not to fall in the trench, you know, into the cracks of what society says life should be. Like some of us came up, um, they be talking about what they some people had a silver spoon. Y'all, we ain't had no silver spoon. Look, my spoon was plastic and it was more like a spork. It was a fork and a spoon that we had got from the restaurant that we put in the drawer, honey. Life was rough, right? Some of y'all can relate. Some of y'all like is what she talking about. But if anyone knows me, then you know I like to paint a good Bob Ross, which means I'm going to give you all the color palettes. I'm going to put all the sticks on. But if you walk with me, it's going to be a glorifying painting at the ending. All good. That was a lot. That was a lot in three minutes. But all I was really trying to say to you is this is imperative for you to understand that your life ain't set up no differently than Moses. We we understand. God knows that we've had heartache on our life, that we've been fighting. Some of us been fighting from the beginning, right? Some people say that their struggle started in teenage. Some of their struggle started in, in adulthood. Some of us started from the day that we took our first breath. God understood that. That's why the book of Exodus is so um, provident to read. That's why it's so important for you to understand because your freedom is directly connected to it. We learned that Genesis taught us how sin was produced, how it came about, but it also showed you how those generational curses were produced. Some of us are under um, attack, but we are under the attack that had left our moms, that left our moms, moms, that left our moms, moms, moms. Like it's handed down attacks, right? It's handed down. Down trauma that's been put on our lives. So some of us never were given the option of freedom. We was born right into slavery. Come on, Holy Ghost. So when Exodus 4, right, um, this is when God had basically went to Moses and was like, I need for you to go on and go back and set your people free. I've heard their cry and they're under um, um, attack. They're under bondage. They need your help. Well, in Moses 4, 2, right, Moses was basically, I mean, I'm so sorry. In Exodus 4-2, Moses was basically giving God every excuse under the book. 
So think about your life. Where has God told you to go or what has God told you to do? But you've taken a look around at what you have, your supplies, and you said, God, I don't have enough. I don't know what to do. But in Moses 4, 2, and why do I keep saying Moses? God help me. In Exodus 4, 2, God said, what is that in your hand? That's what he told Moses. After Moses gave him all the excuses, he said, what is that in your hand? And Moses was like, it's a, it's a rod. And, and, and so what that told me is God says that I will equip you with everything that you need. Everything that you need, anything that you can use, right? I mean, anything that you need, I have it for you. I also learned that God can use anything. What's in your life right now that the world has deemed unvaluable or, or useless? God says, I will use that. I will use that gift. I will use that talent, right? God said, what is in your hand? And what that brought me to was, it took me over to Hebrews, Hebrews 13, 21, actually. God says that we have all that we need, right? He He, he made us complete. Everything that we need, he um, will complete that thing in us, right? So we have no doubt in that. Um, but, and you would think that when God reassures you and lets you know that anything and everything in your life, you are already rightly prepared and he has your back, you would think that would be enough. But we learned that even in 410, Moses kept on offering excuses, even though God had basically just showed him, this is what I'm going to use. This is how I'm going to use it. Moses still came back and was like, you know what? I am not the most, um, elegant speaker. Like, to be honest with you, I still stumble. I got a little spe speech impairment. God, this ain't for me. I can't go out here and talk to these people, right? I'm a little slow, um, to speak and I'm a little slow of the tongue. And so sometimes we can't even see ourselves in the, in the, in the promised land. We can't even see ourselves with said promises that God has given us because our mind is is flooded with a slave mentality, right? We have a slave mindset. And what it does, what a slave mindset does for you is it creates pockets of inadequacies, right? And those inadequacies have you feeling like you can't do certain things. You're not equipped for certain things when God has already said you are rightly prepared. Who am I talking to? Who needs this boost of encouragement to move forward in whatever God has instructed you to do? Right. What did God say? But now I want you to think about it, because as I move down to 411 in Exodus, um, I want you to know that if God has done it before, he will do it again. Think about all the things that God has created. Think about all the things over and over again that God has showed up. Have, where God has shown up for you, right? I promise you, I know that God will do it again. I want you to not let what you don't see in yourself keep you from where you're supposed to be or where you're supposed to be going, right? God says that I need you, Moses, to go and speak this word. I need you to go and set some people free. Moses said, God, I'm, I'm not the one. I, I'm not the one. I don't feel like I'm there. I don't feel like God, I don't feel like I'm giving Sarah Jakes, Lord. I don't feel like I'm giving Pastor Tiffany Kirkwood, God, like how, how am I going to talk to these people? And God says, Nina, you are who I say you are. You are equipped with what I have, right? I have to understand that even though I, what I have, my rod may not look like all the other rods that's out here um, um, preaching the word, but I'm still needed and I'm still rightly provided for. Right. But the thing of it is God is such a caring, a caring God and such a candor God that in 414, God said, well, go get your boy in. 
right? He basically, I'm paraphrasing, right? You know, I always tell you, go read it for yourself. But God was basically like, go get your friend, right? Go get your friend because I know you got a friend. I'm going to equip him. He going to do it for you. So that's where I want you to see that community and freedom go hand in hand. Because a lot of us want freedom and then we go to isolation, right? You have seasons where it's just you and God alone. But I want you to know that even in your alone time, God still uses community and fellowship to um, move forward the kingdom, the kingdom's um, um, assignments. Okay. So how many times do we not do something because we feel like we fear the outcome of it not being as great as it could be because we know that we are maybe lacking in something. Well, listen, Moses was not only, um, Moses was sent to go get his friend because God says, I'm going to equip you with the knowledge, but I'm going to equip you with the knowledge and the word the rod, but then I want you to use Aaron and Aaron is going to be the mouthpiece for you, but my will still will be done, right? God's will still will be done because what you have to understand is whatever God has assigned for you to do in your life, whatever God has gifted you and instructed you to do in your life, it is never just for you. There are so many people's bondage that is attached to your freedom, my friend. Their freedom is attached to your freedom, right? That it's imperative for you to do whatever God has instructed you to do. So listen, Moses was not only doing these things for himself. Mind you, he was already free. He didn't have to go back to Pharaoh land. He didn't have to go back there and try to get free. He was already free. But Moses had to understand he was not just doing it for himself. So I ask you, who is codependent on your freedom? Family, spouse, co-workers, neighbors, who do you watch every day and they are in a state of torment because they are enslaved and you sitting over there free? God says, move and do what I ask you. Your freedom is not just for you, right? Who is sitting in doubt, fear? Who is letting their inadequacies show up and, and stand in way of action? Who is feeling incomplete? Who is in a season of lack, right? These things are not a part of a free man's mindset. So once you are loosened, it's time for you to go loosen someone else. Sometimes we fear what is not even there. We won't go talk to that stranger for fear of rejection. We won't go talk to that neighbor because their neighbor always looks mean. We won't go talk to that coworker because we don't want to bring that up in the workplace. We always want to give excuses why we can't do something, right? But I want you to understand that um, your limitations, there, there, you, you, there are no limitations, right? That you can't allow these things to start to keep living rent free in your head and in your heart and in your actions. You have to allow God's word to saturate you so that you don't let the things that we talked about above creep in and cause you not to move forward. All right. Um, because half of the things that you fear ain't even there. Is they not even there, right? You'll bring up your own fears. And how I know that is because when we got to 419, God said, go on and go on back over there because everybody that was, that was, that was sought to kill you anyway, they already did, right? So any excuse that you're about to give me on why you can't do it, I've already handled it. I've already taken care of it. 
right? You're worried about them rejecting you, but I've already taken care of it. So again, I ask you, what is God saying to you that you need to do, that you should move forward, but your fear of what may or may not happen is keeping you from it. Trust God. Trust the healing and freedom process. We never know what process God has placed on us. We never know you know what it looks like, how God is going to work it out. You got to keep trusting God throughout this freedom and this healing, because not only is your freedom and your healing attached, but we just learned the freedom and the, and the healing of others is strongly attached to it. But this is crazy because when we got to Exodus five, right? Um, you would think, okay, Moses was like, all right, I can do this. I got Aaron. I got, I got some backup. All right. I can do this. I can do this. Right. So they went up there, they went to go face and stand up against their, their captors, you know, against the people that's holding them bondage. And, and it's just as soon as they said what God says and they spoke boldly, you would think that, boom, it just happened, right? Didn't, right? Listen, in fact, them stepping up and speaking up made the people that said, oh, you want to get free? I'm going to make your life harder. I'm going to make your life harder. So let's think about that. Where have you tried to make changes in your life for the better, but things start to get harder? Come on now. The word tells us that as you seek freedom, slavery going to try to keep chasing you. You got to put on your full armor and trust God, lean on God so that you can rightfully get free. Because what we learned also that that under anguish, right, most people can't receive hurt. I mean, hope. When you are under attack, some people, it's hard for them to see that silver lining. When you are consumed with darkness, right? The darkness of whatever your present circumstances is, sometimes it's hard to appreciate the light of truth about your future. So when somebody comes to you and say it's going to be all right, it's hard for you to see it. It's hard for, so when you go to start to people, you start to talk to people and you want to help them set free do not, do not take the rejection that they give you. They ain't rejecting you. They are only giving you what they can see, right? Nonetheless, though, nonetheless, the lack of faith will never affect the promise that God has already made to you. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep going. You just got to keep pushing. You got to understand that we walk by faith, that we trying to come up out of this, out of this bondage. But in order for us to come up out of this bondage, we got to trust God. We got to know that God will use whatever is in our hand, whatever we have. He can make it a mighty weapon, right? Because he is God. He reminded us through Exodus over and over. He kept saying, I am Lord. I am am Lord. I am Lord, right? He is Adonai, which means he is God above all gods. There ain't nothing bigger than Lord. There's nothing bigger than him. So I just want to give you that. There is nothing in your life that's bigger than what God has already promised you. There is nothing in your life bigger than what God has already spoken over you. All you have to do is lean in and keep trusting, keep trusting, keep walking, keep talking, keep praying, keep reading, keep fasting, keep pushing. The enemy don't want you to be set free. So they're going to offer you um, apprehensiveness. They're going to offer you um, struggle. They're going to offer you pain. They're going to offer you doubt. But God said, 
Listen very boldly in Exorcist. See what I do to Pharaoh. Woo, that made me lose my mind. Y'all can't even hold it in. I'm sorry I forgot I was recording. He says, see what I will do to Pharaoh. You watch what God do to everything that stands up against your freedom in him. You watch. You watch and you keep pushing because God will equip. All right. Okay. Now listen, it's 1725, which means I did, I made it under 20, but I'm still close enough. So I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up here. I want to tell you that I love you. We're going to continue on this freedom journey as we walk our way through exorcism, understanding that we have got to shake our slave mentality. We have got to shake the things that's holding on to us because that's the only way we're going to really get to the promised land. Right. I love you all. I hope that this has blessed you. Keep praying for me as I am um, on a journey and I will keep praying for you as well. Share this with someone because we know sharing is caring. Um, follow me on my social media platforms, TikTok, um, Nina's Random Corner, Instagram, Nina's Random Corner, Facebook, Nina's Random Corner, Nina Lewis. I'm here. I love you and I ain't going nowhere. Tell the devil that, right? Have a good day. See you next week. Hello, my randoms. How are you? I pray that you all are having the most amazing week. But if for some reason you are not, I pray by the end of this episode, the Holy Spirit sends a shift your way and um, the rest of your week is amazing. All right, so let's go ahead and, and, and have this meeting. We need some supplies, though. Grab a pen and paper. Let's take some notes. Go on and bring some snacks because it's about that lunchtime for me. Bring a buddy, because Karen is sharing. And uh, come on over here to the corner. This is where we have our most potent conversations on Nina's Random Corner. All right, my friends, I want to do a, a self-check-in. It's self-check-in time, right? I just want to talk to you in a, for a moment in this um, conversation that we've been having um, about freedom. All right. So if you've been following along with this segment, if you missed any of the prior episodes, this is like a building um, series. So independently, each episode is going to be potent, but building them together, you will get the most revelation. So I pray that you take the time to go back and catch the past episodes and enjoy this one. As we're just taking a small moment, we're going to pick back up in Exodus. We were talking about um, Moses and Pharaoh and, and, and the people getting their freedom. Um, this segment has been called, this series, my um, apologies, is called Freedom because I really wanted to pour into you all about why it's important to fight for your emotional, your spiritual freedom right as they connect to your physical some of us physically walk around free but we have our emotions and our minds and our spirits and and our visions and our futures is all still in bondage so if you know that you still have some things locked up in or on you this is the series for you my friend i'm giving you um revelation through god's word i'm giving you um, testimony through my real life story and through transparency. And then I'm pouring into you and encouraging you, my friends, to keep pushing and keep um, knocking down these strongholds and take this fresh, um, deep breath of fresh air. All right. And so if any of this is intriguing to you or if you know anyone else that's wrapped up right now, that feel like they in the fight for their life, make sure that you share this. 
Um, but the reason why I wanted to take a moment, though, and, and start talking about a self-check-in, because when you start thinking about all the things that may have worked or not worked or the things that you thought you were free from, but you realize you're still just in a, in a, in a creative bondage, right? Like the devil has a creative way of giving you freedom, but still locking you into the same bondage, just in a different way. Like if he can't get you in a pride way, then he'll get you, you understand, um, in a way with money. You know what I'm saying? He always finds a sneaky way to sneak in the door. But here's the thing, my friends, I want you to understand that it's important for you to know what and you're up against so that you are, number one, not, not knocking your head against a wall and then becoming frustrated. Frustration is a great way to lose focus and momentum, right? So when you are, um, the more you know, the better you can do, right? The more you can grow, the more you can advance. So I always say, don't let the devil hide. Don't let him hide his devices. Don't let him hide his hands by you ignoring. You cannot change what you allow and tolerate in your life, even in the areas that are the deepest and the secret places that you don't really share with others. Those spots that you are missing, that you need healing, that you need uh, um, recovery from. You understand? Those places that you whisper to yourself. I want to talk to you and one of those pockets are we get into an isolation place when we start talking about um, freedom I know I did right and it's so funny that I talked to you about isolation because this week in Bible study our apostle was talking to us about bursting out coming out right and he was really talking about community and that really um pushed and navigated my study in this week to bring you this message because I do know that once I started to latch on to my new identity that God was giving me, I was coming out, I was waking up, right? I started realizing that a lot of people and a lot of things were unfamiliar. They weren't as um, kind. They weren't as beneficial as I thought they were. And some of them, um, the, the relationships that I was in and situations were more of setbacks than they were um, um, set up for for future things. So I start cutting off people. I start cutting off things. I start really cutting things until I found myself in a state of isolation. It was just me and God. And I know you like, oh, that's good. That's good. When he gets you alone, he does. But God will always send community because community fosters love. God is never going to put you somewhere just totally alone. He'll always, you will notice in every story in the word, God always sends a helper. God always sends someone, right, that you can um, fellowship with, that you can confide in, that you can lean on, right? Moments of, of isolation happen for small moments. But overall, again, I say community fosters love, right? So it's important. I'll even give you some, some word for that because if you go to Colossians 3, 3, 13 and 14, God says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance, right, against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. 14 says, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So all the different things that God speaks of, all the different characteristics and fruits that God says he wants you to bear, they all come together and they all round about and connect back to love, which it still comes back. So if we still seeking and searching for the, that true agape love of God, then we got to know and we have to know, come on, we got to know, we got to know, come on, Nina, we have to know that community is imperative.
So I want to encourage you not to get into a pocket of isolation. Why? Why, Nina? Why? Why I don't want to be in a pocket of isolation? Because I want you to know that when you decide to follow Christ, when you decide to take up your cross, then the oppressors of this world take notice and they attempt to make it real hard for you. Go back and listen to the prior episodes. They start causing rigor in your life. So once you start getting rigor in your life, guys, then you start becoming easily distracted, easily beat up, easily beat down. Even a great boxer that has to stand in the ring and fight his fight alone still has a strong support system. He can't do it alone. He got his trainer. He got his coach. He got somebody with the water. He got the medic person to bandage him up. He has a community to support him in his fight. Right. So I want to encourage you to build up and check and look, do a self check in for your community that's around you. Who has God sent you? Where are the the Elizabeth's in your life that's coming to help you birth and, and wake up the vision that God has impregnated you with? Right. Where are your weepers and your wellers and your intercessors, the ones that's going to pray for you, pray with you when you're not strong enough? Right. Where are your visionaries? Right. You have people that God is sending to you uniquely for you and your situation to help aid you in your fight. If we go back to our whole journey of Exodus and we talk about everyone that's trying to get free, if we think about them individually, I know individually they all have their own troubles. They have their own struggles. They have their own stories. Right. I bet you if we went into that and Pharaoh's land at that time. And I started doing some of those um, YouTube videos and, and interviews that they do in this time. I bet you we would have some very interesting street stories, some very interesting struggles, right? And then we would start to realize that a lot of their struggles are relatable to each other because then collectively we can say that they're all in for the same fight. So why would people that are burdened under the same issues fight? separately. Why would you try to woe is me by myself? Right. What God wants us to do is to bear with each other. He wants us to long suffer with each other. Hear me out, my friend. So when I know that I'm going through something, my friend is there. Sometimes it not only it's not just about a money support. It's not about a tangible support. Sometimes it's just about a relatable support. Think about your deepest and your darkest time. You can't tell me that in one of those thoughts you thought I'm in this alone. It's me against the world. God, why am I got to bear this? I'm telling you, when you start getting hurt, we start becoming selfish in our thoughts. We don't remember the promises that God has given us to never be alone. So he has granted us community. He has granted us the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. But you, when you get into isolation, you start to isolate from that promise. And hear me out. Hear me out. When you start to isolate, it becomes really, really hard for you to trust God's plan. It really becomes hard, but I want you to know this in your encouragement in, uh, and be encouraged by this. Nonetheless, the lack of your faith will never affect the promise that God has already made in your in on your life. Sometimes you just need to be reminded of that. Sometimes you need to get in that area, in that place of praise and around that group of community that can help pour into that. So I, I just wanted to take a moment and encourage you this week, my friends, to check your community. 
Check on your community. Check into your community. Where are some areas of your community that you can step up? Where are some areas of improvement that's needed in your community that you got a direct connection to? Stop um, getting rid of everyone because they don't meet your um, to your standards. Do they meet God's standards? What did God say? Because some people will come into your life to shake your life up in a way that God needed them to do. Stop rejecting things because it ain't what you need right now. You in a woe is me. So the person that called you is always happy and bubbly. Now you ignoring their phone calls. You don't feel like talking to them. Why? Because you want to stay in misery. Stop closing out who God is sending to you. Some of you will run from correction. Correction is God's love. Some of you can never receive God's love because you reject calloused over and close off once somebody corrects you. When God sends somebody your way to tell you the truth, the truth is the light. The light is going to give you clarity. The light is going to give you vision and direction. Come on, God. Holy Spirit is working. The light is going to show you how to navigate out of the wilderness and the, and the bondage that you in. But some of you reject the light because it's too bright on your dampened, um, dampened perspective. You want to be alone. Nobody understands. Woe is me. The light is a total contradiction to what you've allowed yourself to feel and think. If you want freedom, it comes by way of God's promise. God's um, your faith in God's promise. Your faith of God's promise is supported by love, the community, the fellowship, the praise. Right. So I just hope that these words encourage you all that even in your moment of um, the fight of your life, look around, look outside the ring, look at the people that's cheering you along, look at the community that God has set you up for. Lean on God's understanding, not your own. That's why that is so easy to remember and say, but so hard for most to follow. Lean not on your understanding, even, even when it's a total fight and uncomfortable feeling from how you feel. Reject your emotions. They say facts over feelings. The fact is, the word is, and it stands. That's factual. Your feelings can be played on by the enemy, by your inadequacies, by your sin, by your shame, by your hurt. Emotions are wavered, and, 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 and emotions are subjected to situation. But God's word, regardless is still his word. I hope that this encourages you this week. And I hope you, it encourages you to call someone that you've been avoiding. It encourages you to pick up the phone and do that call back. Stop saying you don't have time because you don't feel like talking. They're going to ask you about how you're studying going. I don't feel like nobody asking me how I've been reading the Bible. Why? You don't want them to hold you accountable. Look for healthy things in your life. Everything can't be a quick fix. What hasn't worked before, lean on God because he had a new plan. Trust in that. All right. I hope that this encourages you. I hope it drives you. It pushes you. And I hope it gives you some sense of you are loved. You are so loved. He loves you so much that not only does he take care of you, but he takes care of everything around you. Right. He's a connection community. God, I love you all. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that it blesses the person next to you. And I pray that it blesses um, beyond even my scope of, of visual reach. 
follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow me on Facebook. It's Nina Lewis, motivated by Nina, um, Nina's Random Corner. All those titles are connected into one. If you just search Nina Lewis, you will follow, find me. I would love to be friends with you on social media and continue this pour. And um, most importantly, most importantly, I'm going to say this. I challenge you to be uncomfortable. I challenge you to get into an uncomfortable state. Rather, that's a, a, com a uncomfortable state of forgiveness, an uncomfortable state of, 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 um, of apologizing, an un uncomfortable state of revisiting an uncomfortable conversation. Stop avoiding conversations because you know they're going to be uncomfortable. That is where your breakthrough lies is in that uncomfortable moment. I'm applauding you right now because I already know God has already worked it out. Good job. Have the most amazing day and I'm going to see y'all next week. All right. Hello, my randoms. How are you? I hope that you all are having a phenomenal week. And if for some reason you are not, I pray by the end of this episode that you feel a shift in your atmosphere. Come on, let's let's fellowship together. Let's have a meeting. We need to get our supplies. Grab a pen and paper. Let's take some good notes. Um, bring a snack. Cause I just, I just, I like snacking. Bring a buddy because sharing is caring. Come on over here to the corner where we're going to have some of our most potent conversations on Nina's random corner. My friends, I am excited because we are wrapping up our last episode in our freedom series. And we have walked through the book of Exodus and it's been amazing. We didn't get into all of the most familiar stories of walking in the wilderness and 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 um, Moses splitting, using the staff to split the water so that they can get through and, and Pharaoh's uh, people being defeated. We didn't get to any of that. Holy Spirit didn't bless me to give that. But what he did keep me in is in the beginning, just to highlight the the bondage and the fight that you are truly under. Um, this blessed me. It gave and shed so much light on a lot of the battles that I'm going through in this season. And I hope that in my transparency and in my obedience, it has enlightened, it has challenged, um, it has um, encouraged you to want to continue to get free. If you have not read the book of Exodus, then I'm challenging you to get into it. I'm going to ask God to continue to bless me and to shed his revelation on me. But as of right now, I want to give you a synopsis and a wrap up on this um, series that we've been talking about. If you have not had the opportunity to go back and listen to the past messages, go ahead and do it, friend. You ain't doing it for me at this point. Do it because it's a good, um, wholesome diet, right? We want to eat well so we can grow well. Ooh, that's a cold word right there. All right, here it is. Um, just a quick recap. I won't go too far. Again, if you feel like, what is she talking about? Then I'm really going to encourage you to check the past episodes. But we've been talking about how God is really showing us that in, in Genesis, there was a lot of things that were birthed and created and handed down to us that we were going to have to fight through. Generational curses, bondages that you were put under um, just just being born into that you didn't have no choice. They was given to you from your mom, your dad, your aunties, grandmas, grandpas, so forth. And so Exodus, Exodus showed us how the Lord is saying that we need to be aware 
of the sin. We need to be aware of the devices of the enemy so that we are able to navigate um, in that season without latching on and having a slave mentality. Come on, we getting somewhere, friends. A slave mentality will enable you to trust and see God's um, promises and it, it will remove the faith in you to come out of bondage and to leap off into that supernatural faith, to believe the unbelievable, believe the unseen, right? How many of you have things happening in your life that, that, you, that you foresee that God has deposited into your spirit that there is going to be better days. He has promised you a promised land, but because you are in the wilderness or you are in your captor's clutches, you can't see beyond your slavery your bondage. God gave, gifted us this series, my friends, to help us become and stay free because there is a sense of false freedom. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that is going around amongst us. And God says he doesn't want us to be locked up in that false sense of freedom that the enemy has given us. He wants us to be in complete freedom, right? So I want to walk with you all real quick through the plagues that God um, put down on um, Pharaoh and his people when he was bringing awareness that his will will be done. Did y'all catch the word and I just said? He, God didn't have to do it. If God says be free, then God will make you free. If God says release, then God, there is going to be a release. There's not a mountain that can stand against the command of our great God. But God said I needed to create um, um I needed to create a place of, of trust. I needed to create a place of demonstration. So God allowed the captors to keep captive his people only long enough for his people to see that there are no lengths and no measures that God won't go through to give you your freedom. Y'all, I'm talking this morning. The Holy Spirit is walking, walk with us, right? First of all, you have to understand that under anguish, most can't receive hope. So that's the enemy's job is to keep you locked up in slavery because as long as he has you in bondage, you can't see beyond it, right? So if I tell you that you're talking to, listen, a wealthy woman of many, many, many nations, you won't be able to see it because all you can see is the slave in me. But if I tell you that there's freedom attached to this faith and my obedience, can you see it or, or, or is it blinded um, and kept from you because of your situation? Listen, I want you to understand that um, when darkness comes about, when it comes into your circumstances, right, you won't be able to appreciate the truth of your future, that light that God gives. So you have to understand how to combat, how to war with darkness. You have to understand how to war with slavery so that you can have freedom because in freedom comes truth, comes light, comes provision, right? Comes revelation, comes by way of God. But, but sometimes it doesn't come right away. It comes by way of pro process. 
It comes by way of progress. And, and, and sometimes you can't see God working and doing a good thing in you. Come on, if you are blinded. So I want to help you all. I want to walk through these plagues really fast. And I just want to give you the revelation that God gave to me to help me understand that freedom is my portion. And I don't want a part of the enemy's deception. Number one, y'all, that plague when water became blood. Let me let me talk to you about what God revealed this to me. And again, I am going to encourage you to jump into the book of Exodus, uh, Exodus I'm sorry, Exodus 5 um, and so forth to get God's um, plagues. Um, water became blood. Listen, what that told me is that was an uncomfortable but navigatable season. Think about it. You might be in a place where uh, it's uncomfortable, but you can still you're still trying to navigate through that uncomfortable parts. Like, you know, that God is telling you, I need you to do something different. And he's putting this just uncomfortableness all the way around you. But you're still trying to navigate with a little bit. You 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 somebody caught that. Somebody caught that you. That's when they tell you that you just living every day on a wing and a prayer. And thank you, God, I didn't lose my mind today. Right. Um, I want you to understand that when God makes everything around you turn to blood, when things starts to become uncomfortable, wake up and listen to God. Don't try to navigate the uncomfortable. Lean on God and say, God, where are you? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to do to get my attention? Because that's what God was doing with that water when it became blood. But then he got down to the frogs, y'all. And the frogs, the frogs kind of, the frogs was overwhelming because they were over everywhere. Sometimes you will get locked up in sin and you will get locked up in, 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 in slavery. And it becomes so overwhelming because everywhere you look, it's like damnation. Everywhere you look, it's like everything is closing in or coming against you. And that's what those frogs felt like. When God sent those frogs... They said that the frogs was coming out of cupboards. The frogs was coming out of the, 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 um, the, the, the fields. It was in the houses. It was in their bowls. The frogs were everywhere. So it's like when the enemy tries to send frogs into your life, try to send that sin, um, try to send that, 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 um, darkness, it becomes overwhelming, right? And then that third one was lice, y'all. Come on now. God was talking to me. God was saying, Nina, you're trying to navigate through uncomfortable times. It locked up. He says, Nina, you're feeling overwhelmed because it's everywhere. Watch for the signs of my plagues when I'm trying to get your attention. Right? Lice was the third one. Y'all, why did lice bother me so much? Because God said he turned every piece of dust into a lice. Who? Can y'all imagine? Can y'all imagine? God said he turned every piece of dust into lice. You can't ignore it. It's a nuisance. Everything has been consumed by that sin. Everything has been consumed by that darkness. Right? Think back to your life where you look around and it seems like everything, your kids, your job, your money, everything that used to be for you all seems like it's against me and it's overwhelming. God will get your attention. It's like everything's being used against you. But don't, but don't listen. God didn't stop there. He went to number four, which was the flies. 
It was the flies. But let me tell you what the flies did. The flies came in and showed a place of di division. What sin is your life is causing division? Most of it, think, think of it as pride. When the flies started to come in, right? They, listen, my friends, listen. There was some people that was overly consumed and there were some people that didn't get the flies at all, right? You can distinctly tell who was infected and who was not, right? The flies came in and created a division, right? Came in and created a division, um, where, what is happening in your life where some of the sin or some of the things that you are up under is causing division in your life? Your family ain't the same, right? Big mama passed away and now us cousins ain't even hanging out no more. What is coming up in your life? What plague is coming up in your life that's causing division? Come on, friends. God, we are in the season of intention. Let God grab your attention this season. Come out of darkness, right? Because now we go to the fifth plague and the fifth plague was livestock. Stay with me, y'all. Stay with me. Visions died. Passions die. Your will die. Your love will die. You internally will die while everyone around you is still thriving and holding on to life, you will start to see things around you die. When, when God started killing off the livestock, he killed off the enemies, but all of his people's livestock was still kept. Can you imagine when you're looking around and all your friends are thriving, your family is thriving, and it seems like everything in your life is dying off. What plagues are God, is God activating in your life to show you that you're still in slavery and you need freedom? Let go. Let go. When we got to number six, y'all, it was the boils. Whoo, the boils, the boils, I had to rest. I'm not going to lie. After I read about the boils, I had to take a break in studying because God put on my heart that that boil is the sins that start leaving scars. They start pussing. They start physically hurting you. When your sin is so profound, it starts to become visible on the outside, right? You start holding it in. You start hating so much. You're lying now. You're being deceitful. You're letting the enemy hide. It starts to come out and seep out. You start to thrash out angry conversations. You don't have positivity no more. Have you ever caught yourself in a negative state where everything you were screwing was negative? Your thoughts was negative, right? I want you to not to allow the sin to fester so much that it will create a boil. Come on, y'all. We getting somewhere. We getting somewhere. I'm going to be honest with you all. I'm going to come back on another series and I will discuss with you all seven. Um, seven talked about the hail, the thunder, rain, fire. Um, and I really want to learn a little bit more. It was something that really spoke to my spirit about the seventh plague. And I will encourage you if you if God has given you something or you want to share some revelation. Come on, jump in the comments. Throw me a message. Um, call me. Right. Let's talk about it. Because seven is one that I'm going to come back to because seven is one that God is really still working on me with. All right. But nonetheless, let's go to eight because God did bless me with revelation for the locusts. Right. God will allow the thieves to rob you. Right. Pride will keep you in the same bondage um, and separate even evil counsel because the locusts came about, my friends, um, and the locusts ate everything. 
They ate everything. But God protected his people. That's why I said um, some will um, keep themselves connected to what they know is not working, but just what they're used to, that comforter part. How many of you that God has been trying to shake you up and move your your counsel, move your, your community, move your circle of friends, like just move you around, but you are choosing to stay stagnant. You are choosing to stay connected to what you're used to. And God says that I will allow the locusts to come in and rob you of everything. You got to know when God says it. You got to know when to hold him. You got to know when to fold him. Focus, Nina, right? But I think that that's really important because some of you are are um, living in a locust plague because you are allowing the enemy to come in because you will not break from evil counsel. Um, this entire book really shows process and it shows the strategic planning of God. Y'all, God is so, 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 so good and he is so wise right when he breaks things down for us so i just thought that that was really really good um when he started talking about the locusts because a lot of us have to face that locust plague um but then nine was the one that really broke me last week nine was one that i was personally encountering um and nine talked about the darkness that god said about that you could not see in front of you people didn't leave their houses for days let me tell you how that blessed me because the darkness represented depression in my life you know what you need to do, um, but you will still choose the world. In that darkness plague, um, there were people that understood. They knew that Pharaoh was doing wrong. They they knew that 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 they were doing wrong, but they still were like, "I'm that's." That's my leader. I'm going to stand beside him, right? That's my lie. I'm going to stand beside it. That's my sin. I'm going to stay wrapped up in it. Some of us choose, right? We choose to be in the darkness, right? We have to not allow dark times to keep us from God's face and from God's instruction. Even when, even when it doesn't look like something we understand. You have to understand that the enemy will say, uh, that light looks unfamiliar. Stay over here with, in what you know. That's called darkness. That's called depression. God will cause darkness to where you will not be able to see anything. Make sure that what you're connected to is light. If you find yourself in a, in a place of darkness, you have to start looking around to you. what's your counsel. Who are you locking into? Who are you paying attention to? Because those that were locked in and paying attention only to Pharaoh, they were missing the instruction and the movement of God. They see what God is doing. They see it. They see God moving. But some people will willfully reject God because if it means that I have to become uncomfortable and go to unfamiliar territory to 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 serve a God, then I'd rather stay in bondage. I'd rather stay where it's familiar. It hurts, but at least it's familiar. How many of you are singing that tune? I don't like this, but at least it's familiar. So to go into an unfamiliar territory is not something that you want to put about. So now you're just sitting in a season of darkness. Come on now. The last plague that was given was um, the death of the firstborn. Oh, this is deep. Stay with me. I'm, I'm going to stay here for just a second and then I'm going to move on um, because I don't want to end this on a heavy, heavy note. Right. But when it says death of the firstborn, think about um, first giving. 
your first thought, your first passion, your first dream, right? Even before I was a mother, I still had a passion for music. Before I was even a mother, I had a passion for um, arts and fine arts, right? And then I realized that some of my firstborn passions, that's where a lot of my true identity lies in. But but then I came into the world and started being fleshly and worldly, and then I became a young mother. Just so many things happened, and it took me away from my first love, from the first born, the first thing that God get, gave me to identify who I am. And I believe that when you get into slavery, thank you, Holy Spirit, into bondage, that the enemy would try to come in and kill off your firstborn, your first things, those first things that God poured into you, those those things that those top first things that um, that really give you the identi- identity and that closeness to God. Think about what's in you um, that that was that was there before any of the other dreams that you came about because you had to be a mother so you had to pick up your career but what was really there first that you wanted right the enemy um will cause you to lose your first love trying to hold on when God says let go right we'll be chasing something else not even knowing that we're getting further away from the ultimate goal because the enemy wants to keep us from destiny. It wants to keep us from destination. It was never about Pharaoh giving them their freedom versus keeping them from their destination. He understood that they served the God of promise. You think the Pharaoh was sitting there being um, punished and tormented by God and he didn't realize God's hand. No, he was more determined to cause misery and have his own pridefulness fulfilled versus God. So think about what's going on in your life. Don't be your own Pharaoh and keep yourself in bondage. Don't keep yourself locked up in sin, even though God is showing you his hand. He is showing you his mightiness. He is showing you the difference between his anointed, his favor, and those that reject him. You are seeing in the world where God is causing, right, the great fallout. He is causing a separation. My friends, do not willfully choose to stay in slavery, get free, get free. Freedom is yours, but let me tell you what's attached to your slavery. Let me tell you what's attached to your slavery. No destination, stagnation, bondage, hurt, repetitive reminders right? Of things that will keep you down. The enemy's job is to keep you under so that you can never get over right? Come out of bondage, come out of slavery, enter into your stage of exodus by understanding what sins were generationally held, um, handed to you, what is holding on to you and what you are holding on so that you can make the right decisions in God, in the Holy Spirit to be free. I pray that this series has blessed you all. I pray that it moves something in your spirit that's been locked up for a long time. I pray that God releases in you everything that has been built up, everything that Pharaoh tried to keep under wraps so that you couldn't get to. I pray that your destination is near. I pray that you see the light of your destination. I pray that you have clarity in your eyes and in your heart and willfulness in your actions. Allow God to set you free. Allow God to reveal to you places in you that are empty, places in you that are locked up, places that need a key to access, places that need a code to access, places that's been buried in 
needs to be un um um tilled ground that is that is feral ground that has has nutrients in it but it needs to be tilled so that there can be a harvest allow god to come in to your life and make new right but in order for him to make new he got to clean up stop trying to plant a new field new crops on last year's ruins you got to tear that 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 ground up you got to dig up the mold roots. You got to dig up them roots, them weeds that ain't even being seen. That's deep down in the, in the, in the dirt. That's only going to come up when you start taking care of other stuff. You're going to start taking care and nourishing your good seeds. And the weeds going to say, oh, we got some new, um, some nutrients. Let's come up. Let's pop up and choke out the good stuff. You got to let God unroot what you can't see so that you can flourish in life, become free. All right, free in God, right, free from the enemy. I love you all. This series was a blessing. If it blessed you, pass it to somebody. Pass it to somebody. One, each one, teach one. Today, um, our message and apostle was talking about how we are one body, right? We are one body. I might be a full, complete top half, but out, without my legs, without the bottom half of the body, I can't make it. You are a part of a body. I'm a part of the body. We are all members of one body. I need you well so that I can be well, right? Each one teach one. Pass this message on if it blessed you. Um, tune in next week, y'all, as we continue to grow. I love you all. Um, follow me on Facebook, Nina Lewis. Follow me on Instagram, Nina's Random Corner. Follow me on TikTok. And if you are in the... Um, um, need for some new lash strips or anything in that cosmetology end, hit me up on everybody's lashes where we love everybody and we build community beyond what's on the outside. I love you all and I'll see you next week. Peace.